What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. You know, identity is such a powerful thing because it answers uh, the existential questions of our lives. When you are in a season of discovering your identity, what, what essentially you're attempting to discover is to answer the question, who am I? Has anybody ever asked yourself that question, who am I? Just wave your hand. Come on, talk back to me. Help me preach today. Don't, don't leave me up here by myself. You ever asked, what is my purpose? Wave your hand at me. Yeah. Why do I exist? And so identity is such a powerful thing because essentially you want to answer these questions. And it's such a powerful thing that when you look in scripture, you will find our true identity. For those who have given their lives to Jesus, you will find your identity in the scripture. And it's such a powerful thing that it begins even from the book of origins, the book of beginnings in Genesis. We find that God said, let us make man according to our image and likeness. And so in characteristics, you have God's DNA. You were made in his image and his likeness. And it's such a powerful thing that while you're made in his image and his likeness, everyone in this place is unique. If you look at your hands, put your hands out. Just stretch your hands, stretch your hands. All right. Now look, look, look at your fingers. Look at your fingers. Some of the, some, you may be looking at it. Lord have mercy. I didn't get my nails done. Some of the brothers, like you're proud because you got some warts there from the hard work that you put in during the week. And your fingerprint. There is no one that has your fingerprint. Seven billion people in the world, and no one has your fingerprint. Go ahead. You might not be able to look at it, but just look at your neighbors. Look at, look at the inside. You might not be able to tell. <laughs> but you have a unique fingerprint because God has made you that way. He has made you unique. He has made you with value. He has made you special. He has made you in his image and in his likeness. But here is where we run into an issue. A lot of times, some of our biggest struggle in life is when we're dealing with a conflict of identity. I don't know if you've ever been in that place. But a lot of times, we try to find our identity in the things that we do in our jobs, in our possessions, in the things that we have externally. And so when those things are being challenged, when those things are pulled away, we face a crisis of identity because we don't know who we are. That's why we are human beings and not human doings. I'm gonna help somebody today. Some of you, your identity is based on your job, but what if you lost that job? What if you didn't get the promotion? What if your money is taken away from you? What if you lost the car? Some of you, your identity and your, your sole purpose is for your home, the car that you have. But what if those things are taken away from you? You're going to battle with a crisis of identity. A lot of people, their identity is wrapped around their achievements. As long as I'm achieving something, as long as I'm getting a promotion, as long as I'm being acknowledged, as long as I'm climbing the corporate ladder, that is my identity. But what if you start declining on that ladder? You will face a crisis 
of identity. Some of us base our identity on the family that we belong to. But what if we're rejected? What if we're denied? What if we're not appreciated? So my prayer in this month that we are in is that you discover who God made you to be and realize that although these things are wonderful that I just mentioned, achievements are amazing, being acknowledged is a wonderful thing, belonging to a family is beautiful, having a home is an awesome thing. I like to spend most of my time there. If I'm not, because I'm so busy, whatever little time that I get at home, I like to just spend it at home because I'm always running around, traveling, doing this and that. Whenever I just, I love my home. Uh, It's a wonderful thing to have an, an amazing car and strive to be the best at your job, but what I want you to grasp, what I want you to apprehend, and what I want you to comprehend for those who are believers, that you were meant, you were born, and you were made for much more than those things. And in the Bible, you have, you can find your true identity, and we're going to be breaking this down throughout the month, but can I just give you, can I just give you a few words to let you know based on the word of God about who you are? Can I tell you who you are? I'm going to ask again for those that are already sleeping. Can I tell you who you are? Uh, In fact, say, tell me who I am, Pastor. All right, get ready to catch this. The Bible lets us know that we are beloved. Uh, The Bible lets us know that we are children of God. The Bible lets us know that we are forgiven. This is your identity. You are forgiven. The Bible lets us know that we have been washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. The Bible lets us know that our identity is to be free and no longer in bondage. The Bible lets us know. I wish I had somebody that would get excited about those things. Y'all looking at me crazy, but I want to know if somebody gets excited that the Bible lets us know that you're identity is you are temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible lets us know that we are adopted into God's family, that we are co-heir with Christ. I'm just going to keep going down the list until you receive it, until you're grateful for it. The Bible lets us know that you are made righteous. It lets us know that we are saints now in God, that we are made new, that we are ambassadors of Christ, that we are co-laborers with Jesus, that we are masterpieces, that we are bold, that we are guaranteed victory, that we have a secure future that we are made whole in Christ Jesus I don't know if there's anybody that would say thank you God because that is my identity will you lift your hands and say thank you that that is my identity thank you Lord that my identity when I look in the scripture it doesn't tell me that I'm a convict I'm so glad that when I look at the Bible it doesn't tell me that I'm an addict I'm so glad that when I look at the scripture, it doesn't tell me that I'm not valuable, that I'm damaged goods. See, the world may tell you that, but the Lord lets you know today that you are valued, that you are loved, that you are made with purpose, and that you are called for greater things. That's your identity in Jesus. I don't care what you grew up hearing from people. I don't care what your family told you. I don't care what they said about you in that church you came from. I came to tell you what's in the word. And the word lets you know today that you are valued, that you are loved, that you are washed, that you are temple of the Holy Spirit, that you are righteous, that you are a masterpiece. Yes, you with your short self. Yes, you with your tall self. Yes, you with your big self. Yes, you with your skinny self. Yes, you with corns on your toes. Yes, you with your cross eye. (laughs) 
When you look at the mirror, all you look is at the defects, the imperfections. If I just lost weight, if I just looked like this, if my hair was straight, if I had more hair because I'm balding at the top. You start looking at everything. But what you should be looking at is I am a masterpiece. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God made me to be a man of God. God, what you should look in the mirror is God made me to be a woman of God. God made me a leader. I'm going to shake somebody up today. For the friends and the guests, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm a passionate preacher. Is it all right if I preach how, I, how the Lord gave this to me today? Don't get scared. Please come back. I'm not mad. I'm just passionate. <laughs> and me like, Lord have mercy. This is my first time. He going in. He went there. Yes, indeed. This is how we do at Hope Center. Is that all right with you? So here's the, here's the, ha, huh, they didn't put a timer up. Praise the Lord. I don't know where I'm, I don't know how I'm doing with time. <laughs> we have, I want to give you three things before we close out, get baptism, celebrate, and do what we have to do. There is an obstacle when it comes to identity. I call this the gap. That gap is oftentimes we can, I can be telling you these, these words and encouraging you. But oftentimes the gap, the obstacle is we know these truths spiritually and intellectually, but the gap, the obstacle is when we feel like we're not living these things out. Pastor, you're telling me I'm blessed. You're telling me I'm victorious. You're telling me I'm made fearfully, but I don't, I don't feel that way. Pastor, you're telling me I'm forgiven. The word of God lets me know I'm forgiven. The word of God tells me I'm a new creation, but I don't feel that way. And so that is where we begin to experience the gap, as I call it, the conflict in identity. When we are experiencing failure, so we don't feel victorious. When we've become burnt out, exhausted in our jobs or our place of service, when our very foundation, the foundation of our identity, as I mentioned before, is shaken. It's altered. And so we begin to go crazy because we want to define who we are. We want to have a sense of belonging. But the gap is when we don't have a stable sense of self. So in order for us to live out the fullness of our new identity in Christ, we must look at what is the thought that is hindering me? from living out what God has called me to be. If we're not intentional and in trying to seek out what is the thought that is hindering me, what begins to happen in that gap, because here is the promise, here is where my thought is, and there is this gap. If we don't fill the gap there with the word of God, the enemy comes, the enemy of our souls, the devil will come to fill that gap with lies and deception. I'm gonna help somebody today. Because you will come in here every Sunday and I could preach to you till I'm blue in the face. But if there's always this gap, when you leave this service, you will begin to believe the lies of the enemy. You just listen to that message, but you're still a failure. You're still rejected. You're not going anywhere because you haven't filled. There's a gap there. And so in order for us to begin to grasp our true identity in Jesus, we have to determine and seek out and pray, what is hindering me from believing these things? Oftentimes, 
the Lord will let us know we are pure and blameless, not because of our doing, but because of what Jesus has already done when he paid the price on the cross of Calvary over 2,000 years ago. And so in order for, I, for us to fight against these false beliefs, we must discover the exact belief that is allowing to form our identity. So a lot of times we'll battle with, I, I don't feel accepted, I feel rejected. A lot of times we feel like I'm in bondage, even though the word of the Lord is telling me that I'm free, and, 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 that I'm not redeemed, I'm still under the law, and I'm not covered by grace. I feel... I still feel orphaned, and I don't feel like I'm adopted into the family of God. See, these are the gaps. Anybody ever dealt with a gap? You know what I'm talking about? Like you hear the message, you're reading the word, but you just sense that there's this gap there. And so a lot of times what determines this is when we go through real painful experiences. The gaps come from real painful experiences. And so we have to allow time to grieve those experiences. And we have to invite God to those places of real pain in order for, his, for him to cover those voids in our hearts, in our lives. So we may not always feel forgiven, but the truth is that God sees us that way. So what do we do? We begin to, here's the antidote. So there's the gap and then there's a solution. Someone say solution. The solution is wherever those gaps lie, you begin to fill in those holes, those gaps in your mind and in your heart with the word of God. So whenever it is that you feel like you are the same person, that you are still bound, that you are not free, you've got to go to the word of God. That's why I encourage you. You've got to get in the word of God because this is your source. This is your truth. This is what you, what should, what you should let lead you. This is what you should let guide you because when you get into the scripture, even though you may feel like you're the the same person the Bible will remind you that you are according to first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 you are a chosen people that you've been chosen that you are a royal priesthood that you are a holy nation that you're God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light when you look in the scripture you may feel in your human sense that you are alone that you are rejected but when you get in the word of God you will see that he reminds us in Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8 the Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you he will never leave you and he will never forsake you see unless you get into the word you will suffer from those gaps but when you get into the into the word of God you will realize that Psalm chapter uh, 139 verse 14 says I am fearfully and wonderfully made the antidote is the word of God to begin to fill in those gaps so after you see the gap after you know the word in order to fill those gaps you have to make a commitment someone say commitment look at the person beside you and tell them commitment uh, th that person beside you is already falling asleep would you do me a favor just kind of shake them a little bit let them know say commitment yeah commitment the commitment is that you should view yourself based on how God views you. You've got to make a decision. See, because commitment, decision, is not feelings. When you make a commitment to do something, a lot of times, most times, you will not feel like doing it. But in fact, that's how I like to define commitment. Commitment is doing what you said you would do long after the mood leaves you. I'm going to say it again. Commitment is doing what you said you would do even when you're not in the mood or you don't feel like it. True commitment is a choice. It's not an option. It's not a feeling. It's not, well, I did it yesterday. That's good enough. No, no. It's every day I'm going to be intentional about getting the word of God in me. Every day I'm going to remind myself of my calling and my purpose. Every day. Because let me tell you, the enemy of your soul will remind you every day that you're no good 
that you have no value, that you will never be used by God. So if he is intentional about fighting you every day to tell you that you are not valuable, you need to be more intentional about coming against those thoughts and you say, devil, you are a liar. I don't believe those negative reports. I don't receive doubt. I don't receive fear. I declare that I will live by faith. I declare that I will stand on the promises of the word of God, not my feelings, the word of God. That's what I choose to stand on and live by. The reason why there's such a battle in order for us to discover our true identity, can I tell you, can I tell you the big secret? The cat's out of the bag. Say, go ahead, tell me the secret, Pastor. Can I tell you the big secret? The reason why there is such a fight against you discovering who God has made you to be The reason why the enemy wants you to stay in depression, wants you to stay with that anxiety, to stay with that old relationship, to believe you're still in bondage, you're still the same person. The reason he wants to make you believe that is because you don't realize how powerful you would be if you start believing the word of God. You you have no clue what God will do in your life. You, know, you have no idea how God will blow your mind and he will use you to make an impact on the people around you. You have no idea the people that you will reach. You have no clue the people that you will inspire. You have no idea the confidence that you will walk in when you know who you are. That's why you got to make a bold decision and say, I know who I am. You got to walk every day. I'm, I'm, who, who, who am I? I am everything that God has called me to be. I am his child. I am his man. I am his creation. The way God sees me, that's the way. I don't care what people say about me. They may criticize me. They may look down on me. They may not view me that way. But what I care about is what God says in his word. The reason why there's such a fight is because you don't realize how powerful you would be, how confident and stable you would be. Anybody want stability? A lot of times we're so unstable emotionally because we're not anchored. Our identity is not anchored. Our identity is in our job, so when things are bad in our job, we don't know what to do. We anchor our identity on our marriage, on our relationship, so when things are bad in the relationship, you don't know what to do. Playing Drake at one in the morning, eating ice cream. (laughs) Talking about why they do me like that. Your, Your truth, your life should be anchored in something that's stable. Your, 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 your foundation should be, should be rooted. The, the, The Bible declares that Jesus is a solid rock. I get excited talking about Jesus. The reason it's descriptive saying that he's a solid rock, it means that he's unmovable. It means that he's unshakable. It means that he is powerful. So when things are moving around me, if I'm anchored on the rock that is Jesus, I will also be stable. If he's not moving and if his word remains the same, I can be stable in my life. He's a solid rock. And when you realize that, When you realize who you've been called to be, you will walk with confidence. You will walk in that authority. You will walk knowing who you are. Because here's the thing, when you don't know who you are, you let everybody else tell you who you are. If somebody, if they don't tell you you look good, you don't believe you look good. 
I don't need nobody to, listen, I look at myself, Lord have mercy, you making me age like fine wine. Yeah, 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 I know, I know y'all hating, y'all don't want to celebrate me, that's all right, but I want to talk to the people that will look at themselves and say, God created me, and therefore I am blessed, I am highly favored, I walk with confidence, I walk in a, man, I'm going to stop walking with my head down, because God loves me. You know, there was, uh, there was a man, there was a farmer who, who was out and about in the fields and, and he found an egg. And what he didn't know was that this was an eagle egg. And so he grabs the eagle egg and uh, he picks it up. He thinks it's a chicken egg, thinks it's a, thinks it's a hen. And so he grabs it and just places the eagle egg in the midst with the rest of his chickens. After some time, as you can imagine, that egg hatched and the baby eagle was born with the chickens. But this eagle grew up thinking it was a what? It was a chicken. So the same way that the chickens would eat, picking at the dirt for grubs and worms will be the same thing that the eagle did. You know, chickens are limited. They can fly but for so long and, and they're, not as, they're not as strong. And so in the same way, the eagle thought it was limited and would not fly. It would just do everything that he would see the other chickens do. One day, the eagle is looking up as it was searching for grubs and worms and there's an eagle flying in the sky. And he saw how majestic That thing wouldn't even have to flap its wings. It was just sore. And the wind beneath the, e the eagle's wings were just guided. And he's looking around. And he sees the other chickens. And he's looking up. And he says, now follow me. This is a story. Y'all like, oh, Pastor going crazy talking about talking eagles and chickens. He says to the, to the other chickens, who is that? And the other chickens say, that's the eagle, the king of the air. And he's looking up, and he tells the chickens, I want to be like that. And then the other chickens tell the eagle, you will never be like that. See, we are meant to stay on the earth, and those are meant to fly in the air. The eagle dies, never realizing that it was meant to fly that way, never realizing that it was called for more. We are the same way when we look at our circumstances, when we look at our family dynamics, when we look at the mistakes and the failures that we've made and we look up and we say we'll never be able to be better. But I want to let somebody know today that you, you are not your mistakes. 
You are not your failures. You are not the person that you used to be. You may have made mistakes in the past, but God lets you know today, you are a new creation. You have been made whole. You have been made new. And it's not based on our doing. It's based on what he has already done. It's based on the blood of Jesus. It's based on the sacrifice of the cross of Calvary. He has the one, been, been the one that has declared us new, righteous, holy, called by him. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained, only experienced. And so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at myhopecenter. I also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content. Make sure to share it with your friends and your family. There's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages. So make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the Hope Huddle podcast. So again, I hope to see you soon. Until then, peace, love, and God bless.